Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate your taking the time to be with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, it is. And joining us is Michael Senna, president of Michael L. Senna Consulting and publisher of The Dispatcher. Thanks for jumping on again, Michael. My pleasure, as always. Uh, nice having you, Michael. In the latest edition Thank of you, The Dispatcher, you're taking a closer, <laughs> critical look at operational design domain. And you're telling your readers that you felt it was time that someone challenged the claim that you can define exactly where a robot can drive a car, and if it wanders outside of its ODD, then its keeper is free from responsibilities. So give us some insight here, the overview. Yeah, as I, uh, as I said, it, it started, the, the wheels turning in my head, it started with, uh, with one of the uh, panel discussions uh, of the Princeton Summit. Um, it was a discussion that was focused around uh, the the idea of of safety and operational design domains. What is the what is the operational design domain that creates the or sort of engenders the, the most safety? And um, I asked a question, and the question led to me questioning myself: Did I really understand? what operational design domain meant in the context of SAE uh, levels of, of um, self-driving and autonomy. So I began reflecting on this and the more I reflected, the more I realized that, that I think my, my observations on it and my feelings or, or interpretations were probably similar to most others who are saying, well, okay, it's a good term, operational design domain. Yeah, that sounds like, sounds like it, it really is appropriate for things like robots driving cars. Why not? I mean, so then I began thinking, well, we humans operate in certain environments, but we don't operate in other environments. I mean, humans aren't very good without equipment operating in the seafloor. Uh, we're not very good at operating it, you know, at, at, at heights of uh, over maybe 6,000 feet um, because our bodies aren't, aren't equipped for it. So the more I thought about it, the more I began to, to, to look into what it actually means for a, a vehicle to be operating in an area, in a, in a place. And the conclusion that I came to was it seems to make a lot of sense if you've got a limited function and a, and a way of defining where that function can occur. And I give the example in the article of a, um, a, a car painting robot. It car painting, painting robot does one thing. It operates in one place. It doesn't do graffiti on the, on the, on the on the turnpike uh, over overchange <laughs> exchanges, um, but when you get to the next stage, where you're saying that now we're going to have 
a robot that's going to drive the car. There's not going to be anybody else sitting behind the wheel to take over control. That's when I began having some difficulties. Well, Michael, I, you know, you know the, uh, I agree with you. In, in a sense, uh, when one talks about automation, maybe one should even, or, or one should talk about maybe anything, one should talk about its operational design domain first. This is where it works. This is where it doesn't. There, there might be a gray area between those two sets here and the and the rest, uh, but in fact, uh, you know, the the objective of of those that make certain things, uh, you know, have to make them so that so that um, um, there's relatively little gray area. And in mm -hmm. fact, uh, then it's the responsibility of the entity who, who makes these things and certainly the entity that puts them up for sale to, to the public uh, to make sure that the operational design domain is, is, is well known. I mean, we, we know all about the, the, the things on packaging uh, to make sure that if it's a small ball, you know, uh, the, its operational design domain doesn't include a, a, a toddler who can stick that darn thing in their throat and, and, and swallow it. And it, yep. it, it, it's everybody. Tr I, I think that everybody in the in in the producing of things business uh, realizes that, you know, and certainly the 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 the. Uh, legal systems and, and the, 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 the liability aspects of that, if they didn't know it in the beginning, they learn it very quickly uh, because in a sense, they're held responsible. They have to come in and say and, and fix things if the product is used outside of the, its operational design domain. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm with you. The interesting thing about all of this uh, is that, you know, and, and in some sense, I, you know, I'll, I'll go after the SAE again with their levels. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to talk all about what it does, uh, but they don't want to talk about uh, where it doesn't do that, where it doesn't work or where it whatever. And, and that's the key thing. If, if you're not going to have a driver in the car or behind the wheel or, you know, re ready to take over, then it better be able to do all those, the things that it needs to do. Else the, the, the manufacturer of that entity is the responsible one. And in a sense, you know, what they, what's, what's happened, what I think has happened to some of this stuff is they put the operational design domain in the fine print in the user's manual someplace, somewhere out there. And they sort of say, hey, you know, sucker, go read it and remember it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to remember it. But guess what? If I use that outside of its operational domain, they have to pay. Not my insurance company, not me. Don't put me out there at risk. It's on you. And and let's see if we can, you know, go after them that way or something. I don't know. What do you think? Well, as as I as I said, I think that that um, if you have a vehicle, we drive vehicles. Right. We don't we don't drive specialized vehicles built for New York city streets or Manhattan or Brooklyn. We don't drive vehicles that are specially equipped to drive in Chicago. If I buy a car in the United States, 
in Massachusetts. I can drive that car across the country and I can drive it into California and I can register myself in California or any other place along the way. And I can drive that vehicle there. What I can't do is take a vehicle from Massachusetts, put it in a container and ship it across the Atlantic, take it out of the container and drive that vehicle in Sweden. I have to change certain things for that car to be road legal in Sweden. Even though the car came from Sweden, it had to be adapted to the U.S. market. And that's okay. I, 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 th I think that that's fine. So the operational design domain for my Saab, 1983 Saab, was built for the United States, or let's say North America, because it was also legal in Canada. But even though the car was built in Sweden, it wasn't road legal in Sweden because they adapted it for the US. And the, the main adaptation was made with the lights. But anywhere in the United States, I can drive that car and I can drive it in the, in the hills in, in, of, of Vermont. I can drive it down to the swamps in Florida. I can drive it through the Rockies. I can drive it anywhere. I'm responsible for obeying the laws. I'm responsible for doing everything that, that a driver needs to do in order to be able to drive that car. I have a license. I'm old enough to drive the car to get a license and I can drive that car anywhere. I can't do certain things with that car because the car may not be equipped to do it, but I can drive that car. If I'm not old enough, I, I can't drink and, and drive at the same time. I, I can't I can't sit in the back seat and let the car drive itself. I'm responsible for that car. But it seems like we're, we're t we've taken this approach with driverless cars. And when, when, when we say driverless cars, we know we're, we mean cars where there isn't someone sitting behind the driver, behind the wheel to take over control when the car is out of a place where it can, can drive properly. Driverless cars, we suddenly have this idea that we can define where the car can drive and where it can't drive. You know, and, and by saying, well, it can only operate on, on uh, interstate highways. Well, we know that an interstate highway in central Pennsylvania might be very different from an interstate highway in Vermont or in Texas or in Utah. The, the, the speed limits are different. The, the conditions of the roads are different. The way that the, the roads, the, the legal requirements in those states are different. To simply say we can operate on an interstate highway. Well, is an interstate highway similar to a federal highway? Or is it similar because we have federal highways that aren't interstates? We have highways that are not interstates or federal highways that are multi-lane, divided, restricted interchanges, restricted access. And we have interstate highways with, with an absolute minimum amount of, of requirements so from the legal and safety standpoint. So at what I've tried to do in this article is, is say, cars drive on roads. You cannot restrict a car 
from as from a from a, a robotic standpoint and say it can only drive on interstates well nobody lives on interstates nobody nobody can nobody can access an interstate unless they go through an interchange there's no retail facilities on interchange on on uh, interstate highways they're restricted to driving and then of course there there are, are rest stops and so on but Cars are made to be driven everywhere. They're not made to be driven on this street or that street or when there are no bugs in the, in the, in the air that can get, put themselves in front of a sensor. And as I point out in this article, you know, very, very uh, nicely, you point out very nicely. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, there are all kinds of things that can occur. And if you say, well, my car will, you can, you can drive this in a driverless mode. No, you don't have to sit behind the wheel. You can sit in the back seat. You can do whatever you want and the car will drive itself. But it can only drive in interstates, or but it can only drive in Chandler, Arizona. I mean, it's. I need to drive beyond that. I need to go wherever but, but I need Michael, to go. Yeah. But Michael, I'd like to argue that that's to me that's fine. If somebody wants to make a functionality that operates only in this domain, then that's fine. What's the but domain? Don't, but don't tell me. Don't tell me that that domain is defined somewhere in some fine print, somewhere in some manual, somewhere where I need to remember what that is. Yep. If you define a product that only operates it there, then it's now your responsibility to manufacture that product such that it knows whether or not it's in here or it's out there. <clears throat> and while it's in here, it does its old very good thing. And if something bad happens, ha, huh, it's the manufacturer's responsibility. They pick up the tab. If Elon Musk tells me that full self-driving works in Oakland and I go and I hop in the back seat and it goes and continues to hit the accelerator and so on and turn the steering wheel, Elon, it's on you. Mm. You it hasn't indicate, been so far. Well, it hasn't. That's the right. thing that has to, that's what has to change. The yes. operational design domain has to be defined in the beginning, not in the end, not buried someplace, not somewhere yeah. where, oh, holy hell, you know, damn it, I didn't know that dog was going to eat my homework. Mm -hmm. Oh, that needs to be in, that's as, that's as much about the product design as anything. So, so when, when, when GM came out with Super Cruise and finally somebody put something in the vehicle that, that used some of the great intelligence that is used to look at don't hit anything out there, see what the hell is going on inside. And they began first steps to then say, oh, my goodness, if the person isn't paying attention, well, you know, don't just turn off the thing because, oh, my goodness, it might be whatever. They'll go over the edge. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. go through a, a pull over or, in fact, just damn stop. You know, we have a we have a ship that stopped in the Suez Canal. It wasn't the end of the world or maybe close to the end of the world, but whatever. But it wasn't the end of the world yet. Maybe it may be coming. But, you know, you know, do that. That was the first step. But this has to be part of all these things. 
if my cruise control, as you point out, as you you, you printed the list of, of all the all the things that are in the fine print and Toyota, oh my goodness! I mean, I would have to have a PhD in 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 Toyota fine print uh, to learn all that stuff. I'm supposed to manage that. I'm supposed to know when it's going to work, when it's not going to work. No. Okay, if you're if you want to define it like this, then make sure that it knows and it senses and it doesn't let you either use it or or turns it off or and, and when you get outside of that or if you're outside of that doesn't even let you turn it on. Yeah, doesn't let you jump in the back. It pulls up right away. Okay, doesn't let you take your feet off the brakes of foot off the pedal doesn't let you take that your hands off the wheel okay and 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 i think that the i'm i'm suggesting that 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 in fact if washington really wants to do something they have to enforce the odd part of this stuff and make sure that the product knows it's odd and and operates within that else they're responsible but what I've said in this is that there there are two, I, I see this as, there are two sides of this. One is you can define something that is a function, automatic lane keeping, as, as defined, the operational design domain that's defined in the UN regulation 157 sure, for, yeah, for automatic yeah, lane yeah, keeping right. is, is perfect. It's right. absolutely perfect. AL, ALKS Nice, nice initials, by the way. I know, LKS, I know, I mean, you know, drop the S. Can, can be activated under certain conditions on roads where pedestrians and cyclists are prohibited and which, by design, are equipped with a physical separation that divides the traffic moving in opposite directions and prevents traffic from cutting across the paths of the vehicle in a first step the original text of this regulation limits the operational speed to 60 kilometers maximum and passenger cars only. Just think in, in that little little section there, right. the, the Tesla accident, one of the first ones in, in Florida, right? Crossing the lane, a bicyclist not allowed on the, on, on the, uh, on the road, the Uber accident, yep. uh, you know, here it says it's not going to work, and we're going to and we're going to do these things which it says inside of the UN regulation. This is a perfect ap- application of an operational design. Domain. It is absolutely yeah. Yeah, but what's the but? You, the but <laughs> is if you take it to the other side, the other aspect where we've got we don't have somebody there who can take over because that's that's critical. There has to be an ALKS. In, in the UN Regulation 157, there has to be someone there yeah. to take over. So therefore, the, the, the edge of the boundary and the, the operational design domain is, well, is very well defined here. Exactly. Very, very little gray area. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and sh- sh- shouldn't the system know this? Yeah, it does. And, it does. And the, okay. If, oh, and, right. and yeah, okay. the, the but okay. is not it, for this. The but is not for the UN regulation. It's not for okay. LKS because I think the regulation does a really good job of defining the tests that have to it has to pass. And if the system does this, we'll give you certification. The but yeah, yeah, wait, is, wait, 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 I don't think that that's what the UN regulation does, though. Oh, I it do. It says what it 
what it should do. It doesn't say that the system itself has to enforce it. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. I said, no, I said what it, what the regulation does do. It defines, it defines clearly what the, what the, where this thing should work. And it defines clearly with the tests that have to be made in order to get the system certified. Okay. It defines that. Wonderful. Okay. 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 Now let me move, let me move to the other one where I think the operational design domain is, is completely worthless. If you oh, have a driverless well, well, car, but, but, but Michael, no, I'm, not, every, I'm a, everywhere, I'm not a, everywhere else, the operational design domain is worthless, almost. No, okay, I'm not ahead, talking go, about. Go I'm, I'm not talking about the function. Okay, yeah. Okay. Automatic lane keeping is a function. Sure. It's a function that's defined very specifically to work in a specific way, and it can be defined to do so. Sure. If you now take now take the, we're going to have a car that's driverless. Okay. This is the whole point of the of my article. Okay. That's, okay. It's not to saying that it's bad to define an operational design domain for a function that can be limited and can be specific and can be tested. The problem we have is that we now take a function where we humans get in a car and we drive that car everywhere. We don't say, oh, okay. we got to we got to the end of we got to the the edge of Scranton. I can't go into Oak to to Taylor. Oh, I mean, now I have to turn around and go home because I can't go into Taylor, and I really want to go to Old Forge to get that pizza, you know. And then I want to go down to Wooksville. Okay. I can't do that because okay. the car is only operating in Scranton. Okay, okay. it's not going to okay. do that. Or I get on the on the the. Uh, I-84 and I want to go to from Scranton up to Boston, but I can't do that because now I'm going into new, to New York. Right. You and can't it do doesn't that. operate in New York. It doesn't do that. Yeah. I am going to drive my car. It's a driverless car. And I say to the, to the driverless car, I want to go to Old Forge. I'm right. in Scranton. And I yeah. want to go to I want to get a pizza and I want you right. to take me to to this this to Gennaro's. Not to, to the other, I want to go to Gennaro's, take me there. Okay. And it says, you know, it's, it's, I get to the border of Taylor and stops, the car stops. Why? Because I'm, at, I'm not in my operational design domain. Right. That's or good. it's raining. That's it starts perfect. raining. It starts raining. It's or perfect. it starts it's snowing. Stopped. Or there's a bug that, that appears right. on, on the, se- right. the sensor right. and it can't see where it's going. It's, and so right. it stops. It stops. Great. Baloney. It, no, that doesn't work. Of course, if it doesn't I'm, work. If I'm I, gonna have a nobody car, disagrees with you there. Yeah, they do. Everybody no, they says, don't. It doesn't work. And guess what? When, 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 when I, I, if that happens to me and I bought that thing, I run right back to, 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 the, to the dealer and I say, this is a lemon. I want my money back. And guess what the dealer does? He runs right back to Tesla and he says, uh, you're out of business. That is not, that is not a viable consumer product. I, I totally agree. Okay. But we've, and we've so gotta... we should stop thinking about it. Thank you. No, no, I, and no. And I think you're helping because, because that operational design domain is going to be enforced by the system. It's not going to drive. It's going to say, Michael, you know, I'm not doing this for you anymore. You got to do it. And if it doesn't have a steering wheel and it doesn't have a way for you to do it, and if you're not whatever that thing, that thing just stops at the edge of Scranton. It doesn't go one more inch. Okay. This is not what's explained about these technologies. 
you know, one thinks that Waymo, who can get the darn thing to work in Chandler, as you point out in your article, can just show up in Trenton and provide service. No, it's got to at least it's got to certify itself now. It's got to determine. It's got to go out there. It's got it has to have it has to have attendants in there ready to take over and save the day if all of a sudden. Holy hell, we tried to use it on this street. Forget all of Scranton, these things operating only on certain streets, only through certain intersections, only between certain points in Scranton, in Chandler, in Trenton, in Sweden, in whatever. These things are going to have to be if they're going if they're going to do the whole driving and say you can hop in the back seat or we, in fact we don't even want you to help because you're a hint you're you're bad for the system, but we are, you, you know the 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 lean uh, uh the number one line in in the in the Paris subway is automated right, I mean that that automated train can't just hop up on a Champs Elysees and go. <laughs> course not it is constrained to its network it stops its operational design domain period and this isn't what is clear we've been sold some concept of you know and this damn level five crap and i'll call it crap of sae oh everywhere you know you can't drive your car in scranton if we have if it has the johnstown flood Okay, because it doesn't go underwater, right? I mean, you know, it it can't do it, as you well as you well point this. And this is why I think our discussion on this, you're pointing this out, is so darn important. We should start with the operational design domain. Michael, where Michael, does correct. my cruise control work? Where mm-hmm. doesn't it work? And the system needs to know that. Where does where where does and and it's, and also the automated emergency braking systems. Oh my goodness! I mean, they have such a problem with those guys. All right, because they're supposed to be working all the time. Okay, just like just like us. Yeah, just, just like us. Michael. That's There's the point some... I think that that you make in here is that yes. the vehicle, if it's being sold as a as a self driving vehicle, a driverless vehicle, driverless has to, has has to right driverless has to be able to do everything that I can do essentially pass the same driving test that a human has to be able to pass. Or or we would say at least be as good of a driver as when I'm not misbehaving. Okay. But with that flood, I can't drive through it and neither could the vehicle. So, I mean, you're, you're making the point. It, It has to be able to do anything that, that I can do. Because there's no other, there's no other driver. I'm sitting oh. in the back seat. Yeah, but that that but 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 both of you are assuming that that this is you know everywhere. It is everywhere. If it's but, driverless, but, but, it has but, to be everywhere. But, no, but well, I know that if it's going to be sold, to, maybe, but maybe it doesn't need to be everywhere. Why not? The, if lean, I buy a lean, car, if, uh, uh, the, the number the number one line in, in in Paris isn't everywhere. Okay, the shuttle, the, the, the automated shuttle at, at Newark Airport, which is lousy, isn't that everywhere? I'm not it's, buying I'm not buying a ticket on the subway. I'm not buying a ticket on the bus. I'm buying a car. I'm getting in a car. 
like the people I know, I mean, I've, the, the, this, the situation in Chandler, if you get into that car and say, drive me to Phoenix, it says, sorry, I don't go to Phoenix. I, right. I do, I do right. Chandler. I do, right. I do right. Chandler. I Absolutely. don't do anything that's else. That's what it does. Say, that's what it better okay, do. That's fine. But yeah. I accept that because it's a taxi. And the taxi says, I can't, if I get in a taxi sure. and I say, you know, outside of the Brussels airport, yeah. you know, I just managed to get in a taxi. It was on its way. It's had a stop. And I get in the taxi and I say, I want you to take me to Brussels and the taxi driver will turn around to me and say, please get out of my car because if you don't, I'm going to lose my license. I can't pick you up. Yeah. yeah, So there, I mean, his operational design domain is one direction. I can go to Brussels airport, but I can't go back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I accept that. Great example. I accept that. But I don't, what I don't accept is that I can buy a car. I can buy a car that's driverless. I can get in the car but I can only go certain places in that car. And I can't go at certain times when I would normally be able to drive that car and take my wife to the hospital or take my kids to school or get myself to work. I can't do that because it's out of its operational design domain. Baloney, you know, the car I takes, with you. The car Every, takes a driver's does, test. Well, at least nobody disagrees with you on that. That's why there's no market for that car. You've, you've no, argued that, for a long time that the, private ownership of, of private uh, ownership of, is like because nobody's going to be able to deliver your expectations safely and take the responsibility of delivering those expectations. They build that OOD, ODD, that big. Okay. They'll be bankrupt 18 times before they get there. Okay. So that's why there's no market for that. Now, what have, the, what have some folks done with that? They've said, oh, no, we're going to build the functionality only in very limited places. And in fact, we're going to hide this stuff down in the fine print and in the manual so that when, the, when, when Michael buys this, he's going to think he's getting, yo, he's actually getting this. Mm-hmm. And he and then once he's out of there and we have his money, we're going to say, OK, that's what they're doing. And that's why if they started and with you and said, oh, no, hey, you have to drive this. And maybe two percent of the time when you're driving, you're going to be able to. OK. That and start with the design domain. And say, that's where you're getting this functionality, as opposed to building in your mind that you can go get pizza in the town next, this thing can go get your your pizza in the town next door. Okay. And hopefully you don't even try that until you're out of the, hey, lemon wall of whatever, and they can't, don't have to give your money back. That's, that's the scam that's going on here. And, and, and they have to stop and they don't do that just with the, hey, it's going to drive itself. They do it with the other things. They, they made Jonathan Brown think that the automated emergency braking system in the Tesla would, if it encountered a stationary object in the lane ahead, begin to brake and stop before it hit it. Yes. And the automated emergency braking systems at the time, you can go to all the IIHS tests at the time. My goodness, it was only Subaru that would take you from 12 miles an hour to stop and not hit. 
I don't know, they showed, I don't know, one other one that went from 12 miles an hour to 12 miles an hour right through it. it I mean, they, they, they were terrible, okay? They were terrible. There may still be terrible because they can't tell whether or not the object that they sense in the lane ahead that is stationary, you can pass under. And that is the critical sensor that needs to be there. Because as I drive down many, I don't know, probably certainly single digits percentages of the time that I am driving, I am encountering within whatever a stationary object in my lane ahead. It could be a tree that I can pass under. It can be a sign. It can be an overhead passageway. It can be a traffic light. Gazillions of those things. But I can pass under every one of them. And probably in my sensor of the objects in the lane ahead, especially if I have now a LIDAR that has 1.5 centimeter accuracy at 600 meters, holy heck, I am picking up one of those things essentially continuously. And now I can't have my system saying, oh man, get ready to apply the brakes, man. We're doing 70 miles an hour. And man, if we don't apply the brakes. But what it does is it disregards all of them because it assumes that it can pass underneath them until there are broadside tractor trailers sitting there in the lane ahead. How often does that happen? Once in a gazillion times. But we know it's happened a couple of times. But now we know. Now we know it's a couple of times in the gazillion times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? And we know that, and certainly Uber knows it because it was Elaine Herzberg. Yep. And then so who knows other, it was a a police car or a fire truck or whatever in the lane ahead. I've made the claim without any data, without any knowledge, without any inside knowledge, it essentially in every one of those crashes, those systems knew in plenty of time that there was a stationary object in the lane ahead. Could have applied the automated emergency brake, stopped. But because it encounters so many of those things in so many cases and so on, it has right after an encounter is out of here, the next line in the code says, forget about it. Why? How do you determine what the space is in an object in the lane ahead? I don't know how to do that. You almost can't do that visually. There's not a reference point. You don't get a blip back from your LIDAR right underneath that point to to do so that you can, you know, do, do, angle, bound. I got it. You can't, you don't have the data. And because of the do and the da da and the the de and the the day, you really don't know where in hell that object is vertically from the road surface because you don't know where that point on the road surface is. I think, oh yes, well, we have deep learning AI who can whatever machine learn. 
what what you're saying, I guess, Alan, and, and Michael's point is pretty much the same, is that as a driver, I can perceive those things. I can stop in time. But if you're paying attention. these systems aren't, yeah, yeah, aren't able to do what I can do. Yeah, they yeah. aren't able to do that. And, and you know, and then I would ha- I would hazard a, a situation even with the U.N. thing. OK, that if you're going 60 kilometers an hour and there's not a traffic jam. And you're just following the person in front of you and that person in front of you slides over and moves over to the opposite lane. Why? Because there's a parked there's a parked tractor trailer or or emergency vehicle right ahead of it. It sees it. It moves. The vehicle following is going to now pick up that stationary object. And the codes, as they're written now, is going to disregard it and it's going to go boom. Betcha. Well, as, as I said in the, at the end of this, end of the article, um, on in the other article that I wrote in, in the same uh, newsletter, same, uh, same issue, it is on UN-157. So it, it, UN-157 is in the same issue as the, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. Uh, article. Yeah, yeah. I read the entire thing, start to finish. It's a piece of work that should be read by everyone who's working yeah. in this industry from start to finish. No skimming, read everything. Because in there, there's, a, there's an awful lot of information that, that relates back to the whole concept of, of, uh, of operational design domain and how you write a specification to try to limit the difficulties that a driver would have in responding and also the vehicle and the software would have to, uh, to do that. And they do mention this as one of the examples, one of the cases that they have <clears throat> in the regulation yeah. is exactly what you've mentioned. Yeah, what happens can... when you've moved, you move, you're following a car, it moves out of, out of the way and now you've got a stationary object in front of it. It, it is, it is, that is a super critical situation. I, yep. I keep harping on it. I don't, I have not, maybe I haven't noticed it and, and, or I'm stupid or whatever, but, but that has, that has not been addressed because this isn't, you know, nothing is perfect. We have false alarms. We have false, false negatives, false positives. These things have to be dealt with. If you're going to have an automated system, it sits there and has to deal with those things. It has to de- try to determine what truth is. We do it all the time trying to do what truth is. We move our heads. We bob our heads. We do all kinds of things. We question things. We do, do, do and all, all sorts of things that try to, to try, try to determine what, what, what's really going on. And it's not that, that, that there aren't all sorts of optical illusions out there that spook us, that do all kinds of things, that sometimes we, we apply our brakes and, you know, it might cause somebody to run into the back of us because we think there's an object and there wasn't and so on. And for some reason, we've been a, we've tolerated that with respect to our behavior. But, all, but, this, but, but, but the Society of Automotive Engineers says, oh, no, not for an automated system. It better not tap the brakes and, you know, unless it really needs to tap the brakes. And, and so people, what they do, hey, if I'm writing code, damn, boom, I'll, I'll write the next line, say, forget about it. Okay, so the, to make the Society of Automotive Engineers happy. I mean, people have to, you know, they need to get a grip here with, or maybe I need to get a grip here with some of this stuff. I don't know, but it, 
it, and, and I hope I hear from some folks that tell me I'm all wrong. I hope I'm all wrong. They can come on the podcast and, and tell me that I'm all wrong. But this is a problem. And, 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 and to me, I think at least besides the things that you put in there, the really important thing is we really have to talk about the operational design domain. It's not just a footnote. It's not just something that's hidden in there. It's not just a gotcha after you bought the product and you didn't even realize that it had those limitations and damn it, holy hell, whatever. It should be out there in the front. And the system shouldn't allow us to turn it on. What's the worst thing about about what's the worst thing about stupid summon of 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 Elon Musk? It says in there you can only use it on your own property. Yet somebody can allow me to use that at my Costco or even on my street even though it knows the GPS coordinates of where it is and it knows that that's not my property. Damn it. Okay, and that's trivial for it to, to enforce itself. And, and so Elon and, and the whole OEMs have to be held responsible to not only provide us with the functionalities to inform us of what the limits are, but in fact, have those functionalities function only within that operational design domain. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about Elon in a minute, but first we'll be back with more. This is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the smart ETFs, smart transportation and technology ETF symbol M O T O to get more info, head to M O T O ETF.com on the website. It's a good idea to read the white paper. It's called the smart transportation revolution. It's under the insights and news tab. Great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You may know ETFs can be a smart way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The site, once again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more on the Smart Driving Cars podcast and our guest, Michael Senna. Alan, in the latest newsletter, a report from FreightWaves headlined, Labor to DOT. Scrap Trump administration's automated vehicles plan. The unions are saying the AV strategy relies too much on the viewpoint from industry without enough attention paid to potential damage to workers' safety and jobs. I don't know. You know, the transit unions are trying to save bus drivers who, I don't know. <sighs> As you've said before, 1% of the rides. You know, transit serves 1% of the person miles pre-COVID, post-COVID. Well, I guess during COVID, it probably served 1% of the person miles. Um, person miles way down. Um, the, the problem with transit is that, is that it can't provide a, a high enough level of service cheap enough for anybody more than one percent of the person miles wanting to buy it is what it, you get down to if 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 their model of having a bus driver on a bus route with fixed number of stops running on a schedule that's that's a bus 
It's limited in when, it's limited in where, very limited in where, very limited in when, and very limited in the connectivity of those places. That's what the, mo- that's what the level of service model of that system is. And if they could provide that in more places when people want to go, where people want to go at a reasonable price, they'd have more than 1% of the person miles. Apparently they can't. They haven't been able to for some time. Now, sure, if we all decide to live differently than the way we live and so on and have different whatevers than whatever we have, maybe, okay? But they're stuck. What, What bothers me is that I guess I still believe that in some places, maybe only Scranton, but not the whole Scranton region, maybe only Trenton, maybe only whatever, having the opportunity to have a robot drive in the places where it is actually capable of driving may afford these entities that are trying to provide mobility an opportunity to serve more than 1% of the person miles maybe even 10%, maybe 15%. Now, if I talk to any company that says, hey, I have something that might allow you to do a 10X or a 15X of what you're doing and talk to their employees, they might say, oh my goodness, I might, <clears throat> I might wanna do some of this. Now, maybe it won't have me drive buses. Maybe I'll have to, I'll do something else for the company. But it just seems to me that they're walking away from an opportunity to to make them relevant. Because right now they're irrelevant. And the only way they survive in the United States is if they go to Washington and they go alms for the poor. And we all love the poor and we all give alms to the poor and we're happy to do some of that. But my goodness, you know, your business model, unfortunately, and it probably the driver is at the center of it. In certain places, heck yeah, without a doubt. Going to New York City, without a doubt. New Jersey Transit Rail, without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, Express bus services in the morning, without without a doubt. Sure. A lot of the other things, not so much. And, and they're missing out on the opportunity. So sure, go ahead. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's hey, in fact, the first, the first line of any of these automated systems is first to put them in there to make, make bus drivers safer, to make truck driving safer. Not to remove the truck driver, make it safer, make it easier for him or her to feed their family and, and, and have a good life. The comfort and convenience and safety factors, absolutely, before you put them on the street. And, be, you know, and when we're going to be ready to putting them on the street and taking their job away from them, it's going to be, you know, and it's going to create jobs for them. So I don't get it. Michael, <laughs> you no, I, I, on yeah, that one. I, yeah, I agree with I agree with you, Alan. I think the whole the whole issue of of mass transit or public transportation is uh, has been neglected 
trying to find a solution for a problem which unfortunately is it's a very different problem today than what it was 100 years ago or 50 years ago when when people didn't have other types of alternatives and once we did have alternatives such as having your own car i mean i remember when my father would leave in the morning i was i would think i was 6 when we got our our car and i remember him leaving for work and going across the street, getting on a bus and then coming back home at five o'clock and we had dinner and, you know, getting off the bus and he got his car and that was the end of the bus. I mean, he, he almost never got on the bus again after we got that car. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it was, it was the same with my family. Although I don't think my father got a car or was able to afford a car until he almost retired take yeah. the streetcar walk mm-hmm. who knows how far to go take the streetcar and you know yeah. we you know didn't have it but you know we, we we got it we got it and and of course the where we live has changed mm-hmm. many but there are still others and, and but this is to me I, I i mean the real reason why i do this and so on is i i still believe that there is an opportunity to to have a robotic driver do a good job in a limited areas it, it's not gonna you know, this business of going everywhere no, and 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 maybe provide mo- real good mobility to folks uh you know 80 percent of the places they wanted to go or something like that most of the time and whatever make it so that in fact uh, uh having one car in a family really works as opposed to working for just one person okay because, because in fact, that car, you know, stays in the driveway a lot, stay in the driveway even more, but, but wouldn't need to, you know, the, the conflict and the need of a car would not exist anywhere near as often as it does now. Okay. Because there's another way to, to get it, to get around. And if, and if that is really, and because there's no reason why we can't make these these computer these robots cheap. I mean, it's only silicon and 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 code. And sure, it takes a while to develop the code, but you replicate it trivially. And once you know it, it's done, and you fix it. And 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 the other stuff is Moore's law, as we've argued here a gazillion times. And so it's it's price is going to zero. So I still think we can do it and make it be a, be safe and cheap. And put it in there and do the, you know, we 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 don't have we don't have any rail crossings, but we don't have guards at rail crossings anymore. I mean, you don't you don't have to have a human do that. Find something better for that human to do. You know, the the toll takers on the New Jersey Turnpike. You know, you know, I guess it was a job. I mean, how many how many careers? I don't know. We've we've got to do better at 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 having jobs for for people uh, to uh, to to uh, of of all levels of education or bring up the damn education and let everybody have Princeton PhDs. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it takes. But uh, you know. Anyway. I don't know Princeton PhD <laughs> means anything. I don't, don't I think like, it does. <laughs> well, you know, I I just happen to have one, but what the hell? Who cares? I mean, who? You know, they still still go, hey, you, you know. So whatever. Moving along, Alan. There was a report <laughs> in, in Yahoo Finance about Tesla's in-car cameras for driver monitoring being a privacy concern, according to Consumer Reports. 
adding that if Tesla knows when a driver isn't paying attention, why doesn't it warn in the moment? Something <laughs> yeah. I guess that you're not going to argue. We've with been that. talking about it for the whole time. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It, it's got to know what the operational design domain of what it's trying to do is and monitor that and maintain it. And if they aren't going to do it themselves, then Washington needs to do that and put that in regulation. You got to do that. Or we got to go to the UN. You got to do that. You got to do that. You got to. Otherwise, you're not certified. On, you know, whether certification comes from a public entity or private entity, you know, I really don't care. But it's got to it's got to it's got to pass muster. And you're responsible if it don't work. OK, and if it's not good enough for you to be, you know, think that hey, it's not doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to be there in the times when it doesn't work. Nothing's perfect. We can't ask it to be perfect, not asking it to be perfect. But you've got to charge me enough. So you put enough in your pocket so that you have money in your pocket in case something happens to me. Because in the end, you know, if 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 this is really, you know, non-communist, you know, capitalistic world, you know, that process has to work. You know, you know, we're not getting anything for free. Okay. So fine. Just do it. Well, here's a rarity, <laughs> uh, Alan. Elon Musk has tapped the brakes on the rollout of what he calls full self-driving as, as the system undergoes, quote, significant architectural changes. Well, as, as we pointed out in the last one, and 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 uh, and thank you, uh, Russ Mitchell, for for showing it to, to me. There was a video that came out to um, uh, out of Oakland of you know somebody testing out the, you know how well does full self driving work in Oakland, and I mean you just need to ride in that for five minutes, and you say this is not ready for prime time. Oh my goodness! This is this is like ugly, and and I guess somebody must have tapped Elon on the shoulder or got to Elon and said, "Hey, Elon, have you seen this or something?" And he said, "Yipes!" And he said, "I, I mean, somebody got to him finally." I guess landing rockets. So. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I, what, how is uh, 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 Starship number 11? Is it going to go today? I, I, I waited. I watched live all day yesterday waiting for it to go. They did the test firing, but the, the weather never cleared up in Texas. So I don't know. I think I don't know if it's supposed to go on today or not. <laughs> anyway, Vitsa, uh, meanwhile, Alan, is telling The Verge that Tesla's new touchscreen drive selector does not violate any federal motor vehicle rules. Well, that doesn't I, mean I, that you like it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think I, I, we need to get some comments from Michael on this one too, because my my comments are my comments a bit clear on this. I've never liked Apple Play or Apple whatever or any of these big screens in 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 uh, in cars. I don't like heads up displays. Uh, I, you know, all this well, stuff. Some screens put, in cars, especially Teslas, I suppose, are huge. They're huge. They're huge. And, 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 you know, and, and same thing with heads up display. I'm not, I'm not a fighter pilot. I'm not an F whatever, 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 you know, looking to shoot down MIGs or something like that. You know, I, I, I don't want to look at my speed. I, I want to set my speed at what I wanted at and let the car keep it there. And if it's going to be either at a certain speed limit or, or it's going to be plus or minus uh, the speed limit, let me do that. And then I don't want to worry about that. I don't want that in my face. 
I want to look, you know, I want to make sure that I can pass under the, under the object that's stationary ahead. I want to use my brain for that. Um, I, not, not this other stuff. And the screens, I mean, the distraction that that must cause driving of all this stuff. Are you kidding? I mean, you're supposed to be looking out here and you're looking down here, you're looking over here, you're tapping over there, you're auto I mean, at least they've gone to putting some of these things on, on your steering wheel. So instead of hitting the AM button over here, which at least they only had five different AM buttons for you to hit or something like that. And they had put in FM and, you know, I went nuts, but you know. Oh, there's some voice but, control too, I think on some of these. Yeah, there's voice control. You know, the problem with voice control in the, and we've gotten a hell of a lot better with voice control than when, you know, I was playing around with it. The problem with voice control in a car is, hey, you would hope you're riding with somebody every once in a while and you're talking with them. And now you've got to figure out whether or not I, I said something to Michael because we're riding together or I said something to Alexa. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's noise and there's banging and to do, but the D, it's a terrible. Well, anybody, anybody with one of these smart speakers in their in their home knows exactly what you're talking about. You can be talking to somebody else and all of a sudden the smart speaker chimes in. Yeah, or what? I don't know. I, I've the turned them off. I've turned all that junk off. I don't I don't use it but why because it, it because because again it's it's all about the reliability of the systems it's all about the false alarm false positives and false negatives okay and we know we know you, that you don't the, want to say to the kids in the back seat stop it and have the car stop <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, the SAE would go nuts. I mean, oh my goodness, the car is stopping when it shouldn't be. Um, never mind. I mean, just because I said stop, absolute, I don't know. Michael, jump in here, save us. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that that the <laughs> what's coming from China. It's just going to make all of everything that we've been talking about just taking up one more level of ridiculousness. I mean, this, the screens, the all of the the um, the electronics, the doodads that may or may not work. All of this is just going to get worse. And if NHTSA, I don't know whether this this is this NHTSA or last NHTSA was the is it the other guy's NHTSA or is it this guy's <laughs> NHTSA? Um, but if first of all, I think that we that the United States needs to get on on the um, type approval bus, you know, it's this business of, of self-certification is not making it, it's not doing the job it should be doing. We, it, the U S and Canada need to be part of the, of the type approval process so that you can get tests done before and make sure that when something's on the road, it's been tested and it's been certified and not have this business when, when Elon Musk can say, well, Oh, you don't like that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just make a software change and you know, everything will be, everything will be fine. This business with touch screens, if we, all we need to do is look at the, look at the numbers, the numbers tell the story, the numbers of deaths are going up. Why? It's not because the cars are not safer. The cars are much safer, but people are doing too many things other than exactly. They're doing too many things other than driving the car with their heads, their heads straight ahead, hands on the wheel, doing the things that they need to be doing rather than doing other stuff. I mean, I, I see it all the time. We, there are heavy fines in Sweden for 
talking with your with the phone on your on your head and and texting with with the with the phone down here and people are doing it i see them all the time i'm driving behind someone i see them swerving if it's on a highway and i pass them because they slowed down about 30 kilometers an hour and we pass them i can see that they're doing exactly what they shouldn't be doing and the fact is that that the number of people who are getting fined or getting stopped by the police is increasing, but we don't have enough police to. You don't have enough. You can't. You can't. You can't, you, you no. can't police that. It I has mean, to you know, be self-policing. It, it it has to be it 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 has to be the, you know the devices can't can't be going on or something like that or it's it's got it has to be onerous, and and darn it in in some sense and place in at at times when it doesn't take all that much to drive the car in that operational design domain, however, whatever it is, then if the car could say, hey, yo, yeah, you can text, but damn it, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna make sure that you're not texting unless you're in this operational design domain. Mm. And if you are, man, I'm either, I'm turning off your texting system or I'm pulling over the side of the road and I'm going to ask you for to bring a note from your mommy before you get your toys back. Okay. And I want that signed by a doctor and a shrink. I don't know, whatever, you know, we can go to whatever goofy, but serious, this is like, this is, it, it is. And, and of course this is candy for all of us. Oh, I can't wait to have a touchscreen and watch movies. I mean, <laughs> this reminds me, of, you know, you remember, Michael, when we were doing turn by turn navigation systems mm-hmm. and so on in cars and, and whatever. And and all of a sudden you had in dash units that would fit into the radio and you could put a display there and whatever. And it was interesting. <laughs> the ones, of course, Japan was the first with these things in their cars that so you could have a, a, that thing and 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 the, the, the it, it had only a single fu- it had multiple things it could do but only one thing at once it could either play movies or uh, do turn by turn navigation mm-hmm. and, and and guess what guess who won that one uh, they were all watching movies on these suckers. None of, nobody was using it for turn-by-turn navigation. I mean, oh, are you kidding me? Trying to get someplace? No, I'm watching movies. Uh, it's it, it it is it is such eye candy for for consumers that they go in there and here here how much money do you want here you can have it okay, and then all of a sudden it's gotcha and 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 boy that screen I mean. How, how it, it, you are going to be driving in outside of the operational design domain of whatever system that you have, you're going to be out here and you're going to need to pay attention and you can't be doing this. Well, we Otherwise, saw, the, we saw how doing that can lead to someone on a road at night, walking a bicycle across the road can lead to that person being run over. So, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, not, and, it's, and I don't want to blame it on her because in that in that code was that forget about it. Okay, damn it, the person who wrote the code more than her because they made her feel like she was 
You know, she she had she had gone all day long. She would, you know, not being asked to do anything. Okay, and it was it was going forty one miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, Volvo's automated emergency braking system is limited to forty miles an hour, and Uber knew it. And Uber it turned, turned off. the sucker sucker off. They it knew it. Off. They wrote yeah. code to turn it off. Okay. Yeah. It's not, yeah, and so she was, uh, uh, the eye candy was, okay, and and I'll give her some slack, okay? She's only a human. Damn it, this is code that should not have been in there. Yes. Well, Alan, before, before, we, before we wrap up a couple of things. Oh, One, whatever. Uh, in the in the newsletter, the Smart Driving Cars newsletter, you've got a link that we want to steer people to, a presentation uh, titled AV101 and <laughs> Trenton Affordable HQ Mobility Initiative. People should be taking a look at that. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to, and, and we'll probably do a podcast on that while I'll go, with going through the slides on that. I, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to point out again uh, the the issue with this operational design domain that Michael put out to, in, in his newsletter and so on. It is really important. It is really important, and it should be at the front of anybody's discussion about any of this. Where does this work? Okay, and anybody says, "Oh, level five everywhere." I mean, right away, you know, put the snake oil in Alan's hand and give him the soapbox. That is not, you know, that, forget about it. It shouldn't even shouldn't even be there. It's just like you know, perfection. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whatever. If you've enjoyed this discussion, we've got another topic <laughs> that you can see behind Michael. If you're if you're watching this. Uh, Michael's going to be the moderator of this coming week's session of the Smart Driving Car Summit. That's at noon Eastern live on Thursday. And the topic is what will power safely driven cars, the pros and cons from an economic and environmental perspective of different fuel sources for the future car fleet. Really looking forward to this one, Michael. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too, because, uh, you know, this... Again, while you know some people may think it's already decided, I don't know. We'll, we'll see whether or not it's a it's a slam dunk, won't we, Michael? <laughs> we we will, and we'll have people looking at it from both sides. Yeah, from the slam dunk side, and from the maybe maybe it's not so uh, obvious. And, and they, they talk about slam dunk. A couple of days ago, there was an article in New York Times about you know. Uh, a layup you know layups mm-hmm. are supposed to be you know 100 percent. guess what layups aren't 100 percent. slam dunks sometimes get blocked and yeah. and whatever so in a sense um um like everything it's not over until it's over and and um and, well that's that's what's nice about things i mean if we knew the future it would be boring okay and it's really nice that we don't so that so I can sit here and pontificate in the morning with with Michael and Fred and whatever, and we can have a good time, whatever. Well, again, this is Thursday, noon Eastern. It's live. It's lots of fun there. And the, the summit will continue each Thursday at noon through April 15th. Just a few more left. Head to smartdrivingcar.com to register and take part. It yeah. It certainly the, the, is uh, important and a lot of fun, too. 
a lot of fun. And the three really important ones are, are coming up. The, the one having to do with really what is, you know, mobility is sort of an interesting thing with, with respect to energy, because, because you need the energy at the point when you're moving. <laughs> so, you know, that's, so you got to get it there somehow, whatever it is, and it's got to be there when you need it and you're not at one location. So, you know, if I need to heat my home, it's one thing. If I need air conditioning in one, in my home, it's one thing. If I need, if I need to be able to, to even apply the brakes because there's some whatever assistance that goes on in that, or certainly a process out or certainly use my, my, um, my power steering i need energy there that requires how do i get it there what is it how do i how, how does that happen and that makes it non-trivial for mobility that makes it non-trivial well michael we really want to thank you for for joining us today really pleasure terrific as, as always and uh, where's the best place for our audience to go to get hold of the dispatcher uh, Michael L. Senna Consulting. Uh, Michael L. Senna, www.michaelelsenna.com is, is the best place to click there. And all of the issues all the way back to 2013 are there. Terrific. Thank you also to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and you can find more information at MOTOETF.com. You can find us once again at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, Amazon, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, you can get your smart speaker, talking about before to play us. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please continue. Stay safe. Thank you and happy Passover to everybody and um, see you next week.